Dude, you do you understand what it is like to watch you all you day? Are an emotive man. I love myself <laughs> for that. I love myself for almost nothing but that. I have a lot of emotions. Emo wait, motions. I have a lot of motions. <laughs> I don't have a lot of emotions, but motions, yes. Welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting to my left is Jake. Don't spoil it, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who spent the best months of his life amongst the dead. It's Mark. Ahoy! For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1959's The Mummy. That's the Hammer style. Horror version. Yeah. That was a Jake pick. Yep. Just a raw Jake pick. Raw dog. Out of the blue, yeah. Uh, and we'll dive all the way into that real soon. But first, we'd better do the getting drunk part. Yes. Uh, but before we do, there will be spoilers for the 1959 film The Mummy. Which is just the mummy. So look out. Yeah, so fair if warning. If you've never heard that. of a mummy story, is that. Uh, second fair warning. We might be doing a double header of recording episodes, so we might have already done a little bit of the getting drunk part, but let's do more of the yeah. getting drunk part. I Jake, can't speak English. What? What are your beers for these sure. beers? I'm drinking a, brewer, a beer by Fort George Brewing. That has nothing to do with the movie, but the part that does is Suicide Squeeze. And this is kind of a two-parter on the name. These guys come into a tomb in Egypt, right? They do. And they are pretty sternly told that, don't do that. That's going to bring upon you the mummy's curse. It's like suicide, guys. Don't and do that. And then what happens? They get squeezed <laughs> to death. Wow. Suicide squeeze. Wow. Okay. What's yours? Okay. Get the fuck over here. Uh, I'm drinking a beer by County Line Brewing here okay. in Idaho, Garden City, Idaho. Pretty much Boise. I'm drinking Keeled Over, Double India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the mummy is just a guy who keeled over, and he keels over a couple he, of times. He didn't in really this. keel over. He, he was falls he actually right into the Jack. Swamp. He does. He does everything but keel over. He stands he, he, for two thousand fucking years. He keels right over into that swamp. He you has to rise up out of picked it. Picked the exact opposite of what he does. No, I picked. <laughs> this might have been beer. your worst pick. Ever. I picked the perfect beer. Do you want to talk to us about why you picked Rainier instead? I also have Rainiers. Oh, uh, I do. Because Rainiers a real boring beer pick, and this is a real. Boring movie. <laughs> Review That's a much, That is a much better thing than what you just said yeah. with Keeled Over. Yeah. Well, okay, Mark, I'll what did you this. do? I'll crack my beer. Crack Hold on, I'm going to crack my Rainier. Mark, right. what did you do? I think I've drunk this one before, but I couldn't tell you which one I drank it for. So I'm, I'm rehashing. I'm drinking Revenge Double IPA by Faultline Brewing here in Salt Lake City. It is a that's bomber. A pretty, that's a good go-to one. So. Yeah. You yeah, can fit that into most horror movies. Stories. I, the, yeah. This is a revenge story 2,000-something-plus years in the making. I'd like to just point out also for mine that on my can is like sort of a it's – a, it's a snake, but it's sort of like Egyptian-looking. It isn't. It is. Listener, it isn't. It absolutely is. It's not even remotely. It's like 9 out of 10. If anything, it's like Mayan it looks like or a hieroglyph. looking Get the fuck out of here. No. Oh, this is terrible. Terrible. Get, take a lap. It's wrong. Take at least one lap. Go do a lap. Come back in like three minutes. And drink a beer 
Maybe slow, might slow. not be the only thing we've done over the course of the last lap. week. Now, full disclosure, it hasn't been a week. It's been about 30 seconds since our last episode. <laughs> so what'd you watch? What uh, so you Jake, ingest? what yep. else has been rocking your horror Yeah, I mean, world? I had to, because he gave it away, I had to hold one back you last sound episode. Ba- you sandbagged one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to have something for the listener, dude. Fair. Uh, I just checked this out today on this it's day of recording. solemn responsibility. It just came out on Shudder. It's a Shudder exclusive right now. This is one that I was really excited for when we covered it in HRR. This was Still Born or Still Slash Born. I don't even slash, know. Slash Slash Born. Still Born. Two slashes. So... Did not live up to the expectations that I had for it, but was not by any means a bad movie. Give us a general genre. 30,000 foot. 30,000 foot view is mindfuckery via is it insanity or is it paranormal activity? Pregnancy involved somehow? So this is the general premise of this movie is a woman gives birth to twins. One of them is stillborn. Right. So she has one. The general idea is that it is some postpartum psychosis. Okay. Right. Or is it? Or is There's it? your premise. Uh, I liked a lot of what this movie had going on. I think it was beautifully shot. I think it was pretty well acted. Turns out, and I feel like a cold person for saying this, a big complaint that I have with this movie is that a movie that so heavily deals with an infant turns out to have an awful lot of its runtime involve infant wailing. And I don't appreciate listening to that. Yeah, it's annoying. It gets really annoying. Uh, I I think for the most part, this hits the chords that you want if you want a sort of mindfuckery via what I talked about. Uh, There's some insanity questioning. There is definite paranormal activity type activity. (laughs) Good. Well done. I don't know what else to say about it. It it felt like it hit the beats pretty well. It did not do much that I thought was new, but it was well made. All right. There it is. I would give it a recommendation if you have Shudder, but I would not go and seek it out if you have to pay for it. Turns out it's a Shudder exclusive right now, so you don't have that predicament. Continue. (laughs) Mark, what about you? What have you watched in the last 30 seconds? I have three things. Um, Wow! You are a fucking wizard you're a wizard i can bend space time so a wizard first of which i have not weighed in on my month my movie of the month of a classic that i had not yet seen this one's kind of an embarrassing one to admit you've well you've got a zippy title for it and that's what's important (laughs) movie of the month of the classic that he has not yet seen uh, I watched The Lost Boys from 1987. Yeah, oh, buddy, that's yeah, a cl- that is a classic. So this is on Netflix. I think it's also on Amazon. It's basically it's, wherever you want to watch it. I'm pretty sure it's you wherever can find you want to be, Mark. Uh, <laughs> has both Corey's Heyman Feldman, has Kiefer Sutherland, has Diane Weist, has a whole pile Fuck, of people, yeah. and has one of the best soundtracks I've ever experienced in a movie before. <laughs> Epic fantastic. Saxman. How was I not aware of Epic Saxman? It's so good. It's so good. This movie was a fucking blast to go yeah, back. It's such much. a good movie. That's a movie that needs to be given the full treatment for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's a horror classic. That is an unadulterated Just a proper classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, I don't know how much I need to really go into it. it. I have been kind of struggling with a few of these movies to go back with and watch. This one was not a struggle. This was fun pop it on yep. i was thinking i was gonna kind of maybe put it on in the background and just do my own things and you know i had some shit to do some chores but this no <laughs> as soon as epic sax man was on screen i was yep. on the couch curled up in a blanket and ready to go for the rest of the evening 
Well, that's an interesting choice, but I look, I respect it. <laughs> Maybe uh, did you even drink beer? How could you get beer when you curl up in a blanket? Oh, I mean, look, every time you go to the fridge, you get like three. His beers. lovely wife brought it to him with a straw. <laughs> I'm sure, a crazy straw. So yeah, Lost Boys. Uh, if you're like me and you haven't seen it, go find it. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. You said you had three fucking things. What were you sandbag? Are you leaving us in the dark? Last episode. Yeah, you know, I got. I like to. Yeah. Leave what is number two? Oh my god. Number two is desolation. Oh my god. Uh, this was something that. Why? What do you mean why? I mean why? <laughs> so I was is looking for something on Netflix that was just an easy thing that I hadn't really that looked much into. We reviewed this, well, reviewed whatever you want to call it, in December of 2017's horror release roundup. Um, basically, a people getting so fucked not re- with in the woods type of situation. We all kind of ragged on it for um, lighting. Like, it has weird lighting in it. So, turns out, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but this movie is shot very similar to, like, 1970s and 80s horror classics. This thing reeks of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday the 13th. What do you mean? Well, so not necessarily in content, but in the way it is shot, it looks like a movie of that era. era. Of that era. Of that era. Um, just basically, era. like, the way the scenes are edited together, the general, like, audio quality is better than those movies, but it's still sort of like, it's something your your ear hears. Um, and then just, like you said, in your, when you weighed in on it, on HRR, the lighting is, it's, it's almost overexposed film. I'd be curious yeah. how they shot it, whether or not it was intentional, but this thing feels like a 1970s slasher movie. How's the story? It's all right. Um, I I actually, so I liked what this movie is and does from a conceptual standpoint. They put a narrative on top of it that I don't feel like is all that necessary or all that important. And it's, and that makes it kind of hard to weigh in on. Um, I would say in general, if you're looking for a pretty decent people getting fucked with in the woods movie and you haven't already seen the ritual, or and you have already seen the ritual, then this is a good next up. It's not the same vein as the ritual. It's not supernatural. It's just people getting. I mean, the ritual was awesome. It was. It was. And this one's not as good, but it's still like a fun little entry. Okay. If, wow. If you're about to go backpacking and you want to feel a little scared about going backpacking, watch this. But is this not more people getting fucked with in the woods via normal means than the ritual? Not to spoil things, but I feel like we can tread those. I mean, this grounds. is not supernatural. I'll say that. The ritual is a very, very different thing. Yes, yes. Um, my concern, so another one that I recently saw, I'm trying to remember the name right. Hunting Grounds, was that the right yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Australia. Yep is what this kind of reminded me of, but it seemed like a poorer person's version of that. I don't know. Something about it just did not intrigue me in terms of the way that this story set up. I mean, that's fair. I haven't seen Hunting Grounds. And one thing I will say about this movie... That movie was kind of fucked up. So one thing I will say about this movie so, is I have never seen worse blocking of scenes. <laughs> like, there are there are Great. physical struggles, struggles that happen. Struggles. Struggles. <laughs> Guys, this is clearly a double feature. None of us are able to talk. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's going to get messy. <laughs> uh, there are physical struggles in this movie. And and it's, it's impossible to tell what's going on. It's worse than, like, born identity. It's so fucking hard. 
It's just like cut, 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 and then like all of a sudden someone's on the ground. The Born Identity was pretty good. You're th- are you thinking of the Born, whatever the new one was? No, the first one, the very, very first Born. Movie. Oh, I like that movie. It was so shaky. It was impossible as hell. What was going on? Okay. Anyways, you. Desolation. It's on Netflix. Uh, low barrier to entry. It's a recommend for me. It's a very good movie to watch before you go backpacking if you feel like being insecure well, about it. That's I, fine. I like that. Lastly, real world horror. One of the things that scares me more than anything else in the world is heights, fear of heights. And yeah. uh, last week I hiked Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. That's got a lot of heights. Uh, it's got a lot of heights and... It's the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I've, Good for you, buddy. That, hey. that night, you know how, like, when you're falling asleep and you're, like, in your brain, you're playing soccer or, like, sitting in a chair or, like, something, and, and you, like, go to move and you twitch and you, like, wake yourself back up? Okay. You you brought it to a place I can relate to, but you started in a... I wanted to leap in and say, no, I don't know that thing where I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm in a chair or playing <laughs> or playing soccer. soccer. No, my point I'm is like your brain soccer. is like half dreaming, and you and you go to do I a do movement. know that thing of like a twitch where you're like falling asleep on the couch when you think you're falling off something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I could not go to sleep that the night that I hacked Angel's Landing because there were like four or five times in a row where my brain was half dreaming about being back on Angel's Landing, climbing and then slipping. So <laughs> wow, I'm positive it. this is gonna haunt my nightmares for the next months. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyways, um, pretty beautiful good. hike. Well done. Well done, sir. Way to face your fears, buddy. It's important. <laughs> it was so hard. Scary. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. How did your lovely wife do with the hike? She's not a heights fearer. Uh, she's not a heights fearer, but she is very risk averse. Um, she okay. stopped after like the first quarter of the chain section and then went back. So you did it solo? Uh, we were with a friend who I did it with. Okay. Nice. Yeah. First like and that. last name. Social security number as well. I do not have access to... If you could give me his cable password, that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> his name's <laughs> Melvin Pekorowitz. It's <laughs> close. I think that was close. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I was sitting here thinking that I didn't have anything because I blew my load last episode. Uh, it happened like a half hour ago. But I remembered something. Yeah? I got another thing in the horror world. Yeah. Uh, my lovely wife and I have been catching up on the, the teenager show that we watch. Um, we, we got a little behind on Riverdale, um, a show for teens that we watch every week, but we, we, we caught back up this week and there was one particular episode that we hadn't seen before where, and I won't spoil Riverdale here, but wherein the Archie and the gang put on a musical of Carrie. Okay. They, they make a... Kevin Keller directs a musical version of, of the uh, classic Stephen King horror book and then later made into a movie story, Carrie. A few different movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it was a good episode of Riverdale. They did... They, <laughs> look, they did not get Stephen Sondheim to write these lyrics or these tunes. It was terrible. Thank you for weighing in, Jack. I have another question unrelated to yes, this. Yes, sir. How Mark, is Santa Clarita yes. Diet treating you? Uh, we finished the first season. And you have not... Okay. So you're still at the same place you were three weeks ago? Yeah. Good. It's a hard thing to <laughs> Maybe do. Maybe more. Mark. It's a hard thing to do. <laughs> Look, we had to get caught up on Riverdale. Mark, <laughs> I'm not going to not be caught up on Riverdale like some jabroni. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. What's Riverdale? Archie and the gang. But- I've talked about Riverdale so many times. Tony Todd was on an episode. What? 
It's like sexy and gothic the at the same man. time. What's Riverdale? It's sexy Archie. Yeah. It's Archie and the gang, but it's sexy and dramatic. It's really good, Jake. Don't diminish it. It's really good. <laughs> What's it, Riverdale? Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. You got no fun in your heart. Go dig Let's some holes, dude. Feature presentation, man. <laughs> Boo. Feature presentation. That was really ruthlessly meh. <laughs> Over at agencyhorror.com this week, we watched 1959's The Mummy, starring Christopher Lee yeah. as the mummy. I was going to say Vincent Price, but that just simply wasn't right. Christopher Lee, dude. Christopher Lee, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Peter guy. Cushing is yeah. a person that you can see. Totally. Okay. Totally. Cool. Uh, and Jake, uh-huh. you picked this goddamn movie. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what that means. Yeah. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start, and I will... Give you a warning. Don't spend as long explaining old Egyptian myths as they do in the movie. Ooh, I won't. You should be fine. I won't. I won't. Yeah, I'm okay. going to try to beat the 30-second clock on I this I think one. you probably I think can. I probably I legitimately can. think you yeah, can. Yeah, I, you I, might I, be able to do this in 10 seconds. Let's try to go for a record this time, the you guys. The clock's going to start when you start. <gasps> going for a record. Clock starts when you start, dude. You have to start, and then the clock will start. A group is in Egypt, and they are excavating the tomb of a mummy. They are told not to do so, lest they release the mummy's curse. They do it anyway. They get back to England in a few years, and a guy who warned them of it, uh, he is really into bringing the mummy back and wreaking the revenge of said mummy, who was uh, Karis, who was... Oh, mummified! I ended up fucking this up bad. (laughs) He ended up mummified because he was... Time! You didn't even yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, close! Yeah. He was... You went for a record, and you made it through the first eight minutes of the movie, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> Karis... Jake. I'm gonna keep going. Karis was mummified because he wanted to bring Ananka back to life. Therefore, he was going to not be living or dead for the rest of his life. This guy was really into that, and he wanted all the people who broke into that tomb to feel the wrath. He brought him back. They felt the wrath. Eventually, they got their penance. But he was put to death in the end because main guy who didn't go into the tomb, his wife looked a lot like a Ananka, and that was all it took. There. Done. <laughs> Listener, if you've been tuning in, this was the four-minute plot synopsis. <laughs> For a movie that I think only has eight minutes of plot throughout the whole thing. I think you'd find that it was more difficult than we all we all thought it was easy. Yes, we did think that. I still it think that. Easy. For the record, I, I still think that's true. I don't think that. I don't think that. <laughs> I did it. That was terrible. I ended up doing hey, it. Hey, it's a record. I did it's it. It's a new low. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was fine. The plot synopsis was fine. Okay. What? It was fine. Okay. Let's... I got, I got, I got a lot of things I want to talk about here. Do you? Yes. The plot Look, synopsis this, was this, fine. The, not, I, oh, we got to move past the plot. No, synopsis. it was fine. I wanted to it clarify. Was that, not I want to clarify that it was fine. It was abs- The record will show it was not fine. It was fine. Okay. It was better than some. Okay. <laughs> better than some. Some. <laughs> better than some. Okay. Okay. God okay. damn it! I let's, panicked. Let's, I got in the middle and I panicked. You panicked. I'll, it was fine. Yep. Let's blitz through what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into, okay? Supernatural. Go. Supernatural. Historical. Classic. Historical? Yeah. 
Is that a thing? It is now. Mark, write it down. Got Don't it. write it down. Veto. It is. It's historical. I don't veto. think you can veto me writing stuff. Otherwise, you would have all <laughs> yeah, That's why there's 70 veto. subgenres of horror. That's why there are sub, 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 sub genres of horror. I'm pretty sure history Aliens, comma, we meet in the middle here. until we don't. Listen, we have little to go did to you them. know that Mark owns one of those sites that has, like, the weird bloom thing that happens where you go from thing to thing and you click on it and it goes into deeper and deeper detail on what things are? What it's the like the music sites. Fuck I have literally about? no idea what you're saying. Oh, yeah, it's like the it's like the music genre site, but for horror. Oh, like the music maze. Exactly that, but for horror. You have that. Ah, uh, that would patent be really pending. fun to set up, actually. That'd be a great That was project. a stupid joke you no, just No, the patent made. is pending. It wasn't even a joke. He actually wow. has it. I've seen it. He hasn't told you because we want to keep you out of the loop because you're going to steal. You are. Yeah, you you're are a stealer. A you're a swiper. Today. Swiper, no swiping. We are firing on all cylinders here. Okay, so classic, historical, and supernatural. That's all of them. Yep, go. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. Yes. I'm... I think, I don't, we've never seen this together, but I'm going to assume you've seen this before. Yeah, it's been a while. So the reason I picked this, if we're going to get into that area, is we haven't reviewed any of the Hammer films. And Hammer itself is like a genre that is a su- That's a legitimate subgenre it, of horror. Yeah, Hammer is a, Hammer is a genre, Hammer is a genre <laughs> of horror. Genre. genre. If you're Alex Trebek. Alec Trebek. Alex Trebek. I don't know which one his name is now. Alex. I watch Jeopardy every day of my every life. Day of your goddamn I watch life. Jeopardy every day. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> With the cylinders. What? Sometimes sometimes I have to TiVo them and watch them all on Friday. <laughs> you are such oh. an idiot. My god, I hate you. <laughs> Which one is it? Look. <laughs> it's Alex. Okay. Alex Trebek. Okay. Suck it. I was thinking of a whole other guy. You're thinking of Here's Alec Baldwin. We have not reviewed any of the Hammer films. I do think that Hammer is sort of its own genre. It happened in a generation that it was revitalizing the classics. I totally agree. And I think that we needed to start with one. This is one of the ones that I, of the ones that I've seen that I remember most fondly. Outside of like the original Dracula they did, which was Christopher Lee's heyday, by the way. Yes. But Christopher Lee's heyday is awesome. We needed to jump in. Christopher Lee's heyday was when he starred as Saruman. Okay. No, it was no. not. It was the Hammer uh, Dracula films. So his heyday just heyday lasted is like when he years. starred as a wannabe Saruman for his friend's heavy metal band, Terrible, in a music video. Also fine. Yeah, sure. Christopher Lee is Dracula is... It's It might be the best Dracula movie. It's not. None of them are. But they're very, very None good. of the Dracula movies are the best Dracula movies. None of the movies with him. It's like Schrodinger's Dracula, I think. No, the original <laughs> Universal with Bella. Actually, the Spanish one is pretty good, too. The originals, dude. Best Dracula. All right, so when's the last time you saw this? When the first time you saw this movie? Which is the last time I saw this movie, which is... I honestly don't know. It's like... It's not terribly long ago. It's like five or six years ago. And that's the first time you saw it? Yeah. Then I got a lot of questions. Okay. Because okay. you told me. We, we had an yeah. off-air conversation. We have those sometimes, listener. We, sometimes we talk when we're not recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, about how you had fonder memories of this. I do. Than when you watched it this time. I do. R- rating spoilers. Yeah. I saw now, it. It was college era, for sure. I assumed. Oh, as a kid. Because I did. Yes, because yeah. I hadn't watched this yet when you no. said that. Again. No, I was still an adult-ish. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my 
My dad is a big Hammer Horror fan. My yeah. dad loves these old like. I B like movies. Hammer Horror too. Totally. Yeah. And so I saw this. I watched most of the Hammer Horror with him when I was like a little kid. So I saw this when I was like eight. I want to say. Keep so in mind the next section of the movie we're about to go into when you make your next word choices. I will. Okay. Cool. But like, uh, and so I just assumed that when you had fond memories of it, they were yeah. fond childhood memories of it. Nope. I mean, frankly, wow. Jake, I'm surprised your brain is still capable of forming memories. Me too, dude. <laughs> But he said it was college era, not post-college. Like, we lost that ability in college. I mean, yeah, I lost. between the binge drinking and the concussions, it's it, this we're, a you're witnessing a miracle right now. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> Jake's it's, forming it's, new memories. Yeah, it is remarkable that I'm able to form sentences, which sometimes is true and sometimes is not true. <laughs> like, if you go by what the CDC says binge drinking is, then... The like, CDC can suck it. They're in Atlanta. I do that in days ending in Y. Yeah. That's all the days. Mark... Yes. <laughs> You've been weirdly silent about when you saw this movie. You guys had a good vibe going. This is the first time I've seen this movie. I will say this. I am very underexposed to Hammer. In its well, entirety. Well, I think that that's a generally... That's normal. I think that that's normal. Hammer is kind of a lost It treasure. is. People are aware of Hammer horror. Like the B-movies that came out. Were you like aware of the Silver Hammer, Era of Hammer horror? horror it kind of is the Silver Era of Horror, right? <clears throat> I'm horror. aware yeah, of the faces associated with Hammer Horror. I would not yeah. have been able to tell you the name of the studio that put them out. Okay. Okay. So well, it was big. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, okay. Jack? Uh, I, I've seen almost every Hammer Horror movie. with. I saw them with my dad yeah. when I was a little kid. So you were a kid when you saw this last? Yes. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. This type of shit almost makes me want to have a kid so that I can just bring them up on this type of shit. And to that point, it's a perfect type of movie to bring your kids up on. To that point. These days, this movie is like... There's nothing. Yeah, totally. And this was racy. Like, the whole thing about Hammer is, like, you have your Golden Generation, Universal, these are the classic monster movies, and this is, like, the racier version. Like... They got a little dirtier. Dracula is the perfect example of that because you have Christopher Lee, it's dirtier, it's bloodier, there's a lot more tits... There are a lot of things happening in that. Yeah, but it's it by today's standards, it's extremely maybe tame. not in this wait, movie. Wait, wait, in wait, wait. When did when did Dracula come out? Was it before this one? It's the same era. They weren't actual tits. My... They were still covered. Okay, but there are ex- that you can see that breasts exist, and there might be some cleavage. I see. That's okay. a thing. Because because my scenes, my brain went to lust. I thought. I thought Peeping Tom was the first movie that actually showed an exposed breast on. Yeah, no, 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 okay. no, no. It was just lustier. There were rape scenes. Dracula was a lot more sexual movie than this, obviously. Makes sense. Yeah, well, no one wants to the bang Draculas mummy. that Hammer did. I think there were like four of them. But well, yeah. and the also Draculas that Hammer didn't do. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be a more sex-driven. That's what movie. vampires are. Yes. Anyway, we're talking about the mummy <laughs> and what the mummy does right. We're talking about what it does right. Yeah, we are really if we are on fire this episode. <laughs> we're a little scatterbrained. We apologize, listener. Next what does the movie time, do right, Jake? I think primarily what this movie does right is, honestly, it hits, it still does. When I said I have fond memories of that movie, it still really hits that golden age. It's sort of blending theater with film in terms of the set design and everything that people are delivering. I really like that about totally. it. Totally. You watch this, granted, this is not great for the immersion category, but you watch this, and you are being given a performance, and you can see the attention to detail has been given to each scene. Every single so scene. So attention to detail, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. 
so there is attention in, to detail. In a way. It's a different sure. kind of attention to detail. Yeah, they may or may not have used the same set that they used for the <laughs> Yellow Brick Road in Oz. Yeah. For right outside the yeah. tomb in Egypt. Yeah. But it's still attention to detail. It's a, it's a set. I and, thought and Oz was Egypt. <laughs> is that oh not right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, we've uncovered uh, I thought something. I thought Link, A Legend of Zelda, was set in Egypt. No, India. In India. India. Dude, come on. <laughs> it's a callback. Hello. Um, I'll piggyback on that, Jake. Uh, this, wh- what you're saying about theater and, and film, is Hammer, this is kind of the era where, where movies were transitioning from the kind of uh, theater a- acting that yeah. has to be on screen to legitimate like acting as we consider it now, right? Yeah, to Hammer get, yeah, yeah, yeah. went the other direction, and Hammer said, we, we don't like this change that's happening. Yeah. Fuck you. We yeah. want Christopher Lee emoting on stage. Yeah. which this movie is a weird one to talk about that with because he was a mummy. Yes, <laughs> but, not, not a great one. We'll come but, back to that. I mean, Peter we'll Cushing come is a good example. That. Yeah, we will come back to that. Peter Cushing is a good example. Actually, <clears throat> he do, he is a very good actor regardless but you can see that he is a trained, very good actor. Absolutely. Like, you can see prowess on set, I guess, instead of stage here. Absolutely. And I think that is absolutely noteworthy. And the cast that acting. this movie had, can you cannot take anything away from that. No. It is grade A Kush cast. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mark? So, we had a conversation two weeks ago about... Sure we did. ...how shitty audio was in the... Th- uh, the, the 80s in yeah. the 80s 30 yeah. years after this movie was made 28 yeah. years whatever i don't care the audio in this movie and i mean one of the caveats we put on in that podcast was that look if you're shooting on a soundstage you could probably do this better and they were clearly shooting on a soundstage in this one but the oh, audio yeah. is impressive for this era it's they do point. a very good job. You can watch other movies of very similar even like blockbusters from the same time and the audio is nigh on unlistenable and this one actually sounds there are points where it's difficult but this one sounds pretty good well mark and you've stumbled on a really good point here because this is kind of why this was the silver age of horror because i don't think like this is what you're trying to say but like this is kind of what hammer is was so good at is these are b movies and they would pump movies out and they would do a lot of them but at the same time the production on all these movies was never bad they weren't ever just shitting something out. They actually had actors. They had writing. They never they they put enough into it, and they they the sound was good. Like the, this is kind of why Hammer brought it back. Absolutely. There was yeah. There was a marketing opportunity that I don't think exists anymore. That you could just like get these actors. You could just get Christopher Lee or Bella Lugosi or whoever, and create something that was. I feel like there was much less of a deficit in budget in the old days. Like you could put something out that was truly a blockbuster that like you would build an entire $10,000 set for and it'd be a thing, Mm -hmm. but it would be on the same level as something like this, where it was just like you reuse an existing set from an older movie and it looks and sounds the same. Absolutely. Right. And they're not, the, the, the directors aren't visionaries, right? They're not doing groundbreaking things. They're not Alfred Hitchcock. They're not doing crazy shit. Notably, this is a movie that had existed. Like the story is something that has been told right. and they are doing it in their own way. They just they they took I mean, what? This mummy is a mashup of the the four previous mummy movies. They took the bits and pieces they like best of every mummy movie that had come out. Well, this is a classic mummy movie, but well, it is a classic mummy movie from a story that 
had existed prior to it being made. And, and notably, yeah. notably, this the other The Mummy from 1932, I want to say, yep. doesn't, it's not the same story as this mummy. This is from like 1948 well, or something like that. It's a, yep. the Revenge of the Mummy or something yep. similar Right, and to the that. Hand of the Mummy. I mean, they, they followed a whole other plot line of Universal movies. And then they just decided to name it The Mummy to, you know, to, to truly amplify the confusion of the audience. And, and the, I mean, that's, but that's what they did with that, all of them, right? They took all these classics. I don't stuff. think it's that. I mean, sure. I don't think it's that confusing, personally. Like, you have the mummy story. I'm sorry, Jake, were you alive in 1932? No. Well, yes, then I don't He's think you can man, weigh Mark. in on how He's confused the viewing audience was. <laughs> Jake is a very old man. I'm very old. <laughs> Jake's coming up on 90. Yeah. Somehow I'm still able to drink beer. I don't know. Good for you, bud. You got to pickle Thanks. yourself. That's how you live forever. I preserved it the case. It's preserved it. I hope so. Okay, I got another one. The Mummy Rising from the Sludge Pool, about a third of the way through the movie. That's one of the best scenes I've seen. It's such a cool shot. It's, it's really such a good. Cool shot. Mummies it's, and it's not herky jerky. It's it's flawless. Mummies are well, not that's where mummies yeah. are not scary at all. I don't know why you would ever make a mummy movie, but that scene of just a dude rising from muck and going to murder is like, that's a really fucking good movie. And I feel like the reason it it's good or scene, I feel like the reason it's good is because I think I, I'm pretty sure that was just Christopher Lee, just like sleeping under mud for two minutes until someone somehow signals him. And then he rises from the depths. I'm sure he held his breath for two minutes. You're right. I, I I mean I'm exaggerating, but you know the what I'm man saying. Is a legend, and we cannot take away from that. I agree. Yes, absolutely. I agree. It's a great scene. I I cannot I cannot agree with you more. I think it's an awesome scene. And the one thing that I will add to that is that the costuming there in that particular scene, and most of the time throughout the rest of the film, is very good. What you see from the mummy, there's an attention to detail again, which is what I said earlier, that I appreciate for sure. Sure. Like when he's rising up out of the out of the mud, he's not just like this dude cased in mud. Like you can see everything that you need to see, and I think one of the biggest parts of that is the eyes. Yeah. They give a very particular attention well, to the okay, eyes. I was gonna bring this up in in a nitpick. Hmm. Do it now. Hmm. Oh wait, 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 wait. just just a provincial. There we go. Okay, okay, we'll get there later. But but since hmm. Jake brought it up, hmm. yes, the, when he first comes up, he's he's not mummied, right? He's just a muck like rotted person. Well, I mean, he's still mummified. He's still bandaged. He's definitely yeah. still a mummy. He's just muddy. He's a muddy okay. mummy. F- fine. Yeah, he is a rotted person, but the eyes are pristine because they're just Christopher Lee's eyes, and they're pristine eyes. Yeah, and I, I that I don't like it. It's weird. I, I want think the. That- so I think that that I understand the point, but I think that that is also a thing that like at the time you're like, yeah, <laughs> I don't it's know. A hero. It's like a hero of horror. Like it's good. It's not you that I'm saying that you can identify who Christopher Lee is via just the eyeballs, but no one that went and saw this movie did not know that he, like they marketed this as oh, totally. Christopher it's Lee Christopher movie. Lee joint. Yeah. yeah. That's a nod. They, they gave it a double feature with the bat. Another Christopher Lee movie. Yeah. This is a nod to that. That's what they're going to personify. That's how Christopher Lee comes into the fold. Okay. He has his physical performance in the bandages, which Mark alluded to, and then he has his eyes. Okay. And I'll, that I'll is buy the that. introduction to your 
star character of Christopher Lee as Karis the Mummy. So I, I really enjoyed that particular part. <laughs> I think that's I, the right... When you said that, my brain fastball. went to like the end of like a 1990s sitcom like intro credits thing, and Christopher Lee as Karis the Mummy, and his his elbows like up on a countertop, and it's like a consistent <laughs> like, hey, Karis the Can Mummy. Can you imagine? Here. It'd be awesome. Just murdering like when friends brought on Bruce Willis as a guest star for yeah. like half a season. When Bruce Willis became one of the friends, we're going to friends. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember that brand of liquor he sold briefly? Uh, Wait, you want Mark, to talk about the blues? Mark. Yes. It wasn't a brand of liquor. <laughs> okay. It was a barley wine cooler, first of all. I don't even know what that is. How do you describe <laughs> where that falls? Barley wine coolers. <laughs> guys, I have a does middle. Do you guys have anything else that it does right? Heavens no. Uh, the movie gives me good feelings. Look, this was a particularly... <laughs> formative period of my life where like hey man you watched this with his dad why are you laughing yeah fuck you <laughs> this is the shit that you watch with your me. we were just talking about watching this with your hypothetical child this movie gives me good feelings yeah okay that's Dick. fine yeah good. like when this was this was always like when my sister had fallen uh. asleep and my mom had something else to do like this wasn't a normal weekend thing where we'd watch hammer movies right this is where your my... mom would just have like nothing to do with this no, well, it's not that she'd have nothing to do with it, but she's certainly not interested. So, like, when she was out of town or when she was working late or whatever it was, like, when when my sister was asleep because she's younger than me and, and it was just my dad and I, we'd go to the Blockbuster and get a Hammer Horror movie. And it was, like, awesome. And it was yeah. the best thing. It makes me happy. These movies make me happy. That's 100%. fair. There There's a nostalgia, nostalgia factor. factor here. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we hang out too much. <laughs> What this movie does right, Nostalgia Factor. What this movie does... Also... Oh, do, do your thing. Say also, your thing. another thing it does right, Seagram's Barley Wine Coolers. Barley Wine Coolers. <laughs> Seagram's. <laughs> does middle. I like the score, but it is in every fucking scene of this movie. 100%. A- and, Mark, you will find this is a Hammer Horror score. This is this is very indicative of a Hammer Horror movie. Okay. That like they get they got a guy to do a pretty good score and just abused the shit out of it. Like we have this thing and this is what we're gonna do. I I totally buy that. I like I said I haven't really seen much any horror from Hammer. It, I, that doesn't even remotely surprise me. That there's just like a dude it. changed to a piano in their basement like making sounds. Oh yeah, Fair. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. The score is what it does middle. It, it's just so... I can't separate it from being so indicative of hammer horror. Especially because like, it's just mixed over the top of dialogue, and they're both yeah. the same volume. <laughs> it's not even, like, underplayed. Yeah. It's just, like, everything's happening at once, and everything has the same volume. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have something this movie does middle. Okay. And this is a complicated middle one. Tell me about the it, The characters in this movie talk about shit in the way we talk about shit. Hmm. There's a part where the two characters are talking. I think it's during one of the flashbacks or like one of the explanations. Middle. Oh, one of the flashbacks. Oh, God. We'll get to flashbacks. And, and one of them says, like, are you aware of the ancient story of whatever this is? The guy says, yes. And then the next, the, the guy says, really? And he says, No. And then the guy says, oh, okay, here's what it is. Like, and it's just... Just like, kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, have you heard about this? Yeah. Oh, what's it about? 
Oh, I haven't heard about yeah, it. Yeah, he does the like, to- <laughs> he does the total check your fucking detail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's middle because I like it. it. It's reminiscent of our interactions. It's not a good thing. It's at <laughs> wow. That's a really weird. What it's it does what it middle. Does middle. Look, if anything, our interactions are not indicative of how normal humans communicate with each other. <laughs> so I agree with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. That makes sense. Let's that- go ahead and just transition. It does wrong because I feel like that's where we are. Jake looks very sad. Oh. I had a thing. Oh, oh, okay. Jake, my apologies. I think it's I think it's a decent inflection point. I'm gonna put it in what it does middle because it's entertaining as fuck. It's not what it does right. The whole it, movie? No. What, what are you I'm talk- about to talk about? He's gonna put oh. the entire movie. Like in you what haven't it does said middle. your thing. There's yet. a prelude, Jack. Okay. Oh, There's Jesus a prelude. Christ. The scenes of the mummy struggling to get at somebody <laughs> are both hilarious and sad. And annoying. He's the least threatening villain, in keeping with mummies aren't scary. Mummies He's the least threatening villain. In particular, the father figure, who is the first to go in his padded room. It takes like 17 minutes for the mummy to come through that window. <laughs> and that well, window and, and, is and, comically and terribly built. He's got to come through <laughs> the window, is. and then he has to come through another window cage thing. There's it two different things. Amazing in its immersion shatteringness. And and the camera is unwavering, focused, not moving. On him. On him struggling. You could put the Benny Hill theme to that shit and you'd be golden. Oh, he's just coming down. It's just yakety sacks the whole time. It's bad. Well, that's why I had it in the middle because it was still entertaining. Oh, it's hilarious. So middle, but inflection point to what the movie does. I'll buy that. Okay, cool. I had that scene. You can see it here in my notes. Uh, in mm-hmm. the uh, in the the nitpick yep category yep yeah wow yeah wow yeah what's the movie do wrong you guys we got to get there there's so this movie is much exposition in this movie in so much particular exposition. in particular through the the flashback there is the a flashback. forty minute scene of just telling a story the about movie what happened is more than half flashback. <laughs> We have timed this, listener. I assure Jake, you we are correct. Jake, what, do you, what does this note here the say? The note says fucking half of this fucking movie is just reading a fucking story. <laughs> I'm going to go to my own note, and my note says... Hold on. Oop, where is it? Uh, Jake, your note says, this movie is half flashback. Which is exactly what I'd already said, so yeah. that was entertaining. Uh, However, no, your note was less good. That was yeah, not it's great. fun. You're not a great... Funded. Well, a great it didn't have any cursing, at least I'm a fucking professional. Yeah, you are a fucking professional. And beyond that, like, when you're first introduced to it, it's just a dude... There, it's exposition via prayer, which I don't think we've really gotten that much of. Yeah, but the dude is just praying up. to the god of death or whatever. He's like, oh, god of death. Here's <laughs> yes. exactly what just happened. And here is exactly why that's offensive. And here is exactly what you're going to do to resolve this situation. In- I, I do want to talk about how that exposition is baffling. But I'd also like to talk about the god of death, which I don't know why Hammer Horror... Egyptians had enough gods. I don't know why they had to make up a god. They had like five. But they made up a god. There isn't an Egyptian god, Karnak. That's not a thing that exists. And that's the god in this movie. Maybe the god of death? But it's the god Karnak. Not a thing that exists in Egyptian lore. Uh, I have, I am not an expert in Egyptian mythos, so... Oh, really? Who is the god of death? It's not Anubis, right? Set. Set is death? Mm-hmm. What is Anubis? Anubis was the god of embalming. So the thing after on that, the way to the next on part. the way to set so set met 
Anubis, and they shook hands. <laughs> you were trying to come up with a third word that rhymed with that, and you couldn't do it. I couldn't. I mean, there's the <laughs> Met. sniffed me out. The Met is topical right now, because the Met ball just happened. Thanks wow, for lots Mark. Of Holy shit. This, this episode isn't coming out for two weeks. <laughs> Good. Tom Brady looked like a magician. Oh my god. Tom Brady looked oh like a fucking idiot. Is what he always looks like. Talk more about the exposition by prayer. <laughs> it's just it's I've never seen anything like it where you're taking something that's relatively personal, you're putting it on screen as a monologue, and you're using it as a vehicle to just provide a literal just reading of a script from like like do these people not know what's happening? Do people in the 1950s not understand? It's really good. And then later, I mean, when we talk about a 40-minute flashback, it is a literal 40-minute flashback that's just narrated. That is simply narrated. By So I was heavily confused by this segment. It's narrated by the main dude, right? Yes. And the whole point... Well, who do you think the main dude is? The main dude. Uh, the... Whatever, the guy who plays Tarkin. Peter Cushing. Yeah, you're not talking about Mehmet. No, 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 no. Peter Cushing. Peter Mehmet Cushing. was borderline blackface in this movie. This movie does not have good race which relations. Which wasn't... Well, there are a lot of things, but there were scenes... No Hammer Horror has good race relations. No, never has. Never has. I'm just going to say, when he's wearing a fez, it's like they put more makeup on when he's wearing a fez than when he's not. It's it bad. Is rough. Yeah. Okay, I just Look, say it's it. not good. No. No, I'm saying it's Peter Cushing, of- the guy who plays literally the main character, who's reading yes, from the yes. book. I yes. maybe I just was looking down at the wrong time, but I didn't really understand the transition from Banning. Yeah, John Banning. The the I didn't understand the transition from normal. I guess I mean it's set in the eighteen nineties, so eighteen ninety eight versus the BC time frame, and all uh-huh. of a sudden it's just a narrated historical drama of what happened in ancient oh Egypt. Oh my god! And it took there isn't a transition. The I mean, there isn't. A, he just starts talking. I, God damn it! <laughs> there isn't a transition. Like I don't know what you want. There isn't. There isn't one. There's no satisfactory answer here, Mark. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better because I thought I was legitimately just not paying attention when it happened, nope. and I missed. Nope, something. there isn't one. Okay, that it's makes just, me feel a it's lot just, better. And now narration's happening. It's so substantial that it's very jarring. It's bad. Yeah, and yeah. then it just it's keeps bad. happening, and I then it just this. keeps happening. I already did that take. <laughs> uh, during that flashback. I like how fucking stoic that entire room full of people is as six women are cut down. They're stoic about it, too. Dude, that's part it, of their culture, and I feel like that's racist that you would call it. Like, out. somebody <laughs> would be looking around like, we realize we are hacking six women right in the necks, right? I like, don't know. You weren't alive can't be thousands okay with of that. years Right ago. in the that. necks. You can't prove that. I can't. Yeah. Have you ever seen He Never Died? Yes. It's a great movie. Yes, you've never seen it. I've seen it. No, you de- Jack, you've never weighed in on it, so you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I was lying. Yeah, I know. It was very obvious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Somebody in that room is going to be like, hey, can we, like, can I, I know I'm doing a stoic Egyptian thing here, but, like, can I bust out a cough because six women just got brutally murdered in front of me? Well, they were kind of just, like, hacked once so it wasn't as brutal as it could have been that's much worse then the means these women struggled to the ground as like blood poured out of the wounds and i don't know neck. maybe it was a flush decapitation i don't know so then it is brutal you can't have it both is ways that brutal? Jake. 
That could be, like, not brutal. That There's going to be a lot of blood. Merciful. Well, they said they were going to spill a lot of blood. That was the literal line. It was yeah, but much there was blood no blood was shown. Or shed. There was a shitload of blood sh- sh- spilled. Shed. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. This is hammer whore. There's a lot of that, but it's implied. But it's it's all implied. They're just like it's like an M Night Shyamalan R-rated movie. They're just, it's just like a guy who drives down the road and is like, man, don't go down that hey. road. It is very <laughs> bloody down there. It's real bad. This movie would be PG today. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. Not even yeah. Not even. But at that time, place. it was shocking. This would be like, I, you. I. You could watch this with your nine year old, six year old, even. Eight-year-old, hypothetically. I mean, like, I literally, the poster, the poster literally says nerve-shattering shock. Were people just way easier to scare 70 years ago? Yes, The Uninvited, that movie we watched, was legitimately terrifying to people. It freaked people the fuck out. Wow. You hadn't seen... Mark! Mark! Yes? Are Mark. you serious? Mark! Mark! Do we have to teach Mark I'm about the I'm about to do a thing here. Develop? Look, when moving pictures first started... A picture of a train rolling into a station gave people the papers. I'm, they thought it was a real train. I'm, a, oh, I'm aware why? of that. There's a difference between... Yeah, I mean, whatever. We're going to arrive at the same thing regardless. People were easier to scare back in the day. Always. Yes. Cool. That's always the case. Good talk. Look, in 20 years, people are going to be very surprised that I got really scared during... Uh, the Insidious 3 Google Cardboard VR experience. Dude, you know what's going to age the worst from our generation is how, like, how hacking horror works of people hacking into your computer and, like, s- exposing you for who so, you are. So, are, are you trying to say that Ratter is not going to age well? I don't think it will. I really don't think Ratter it will. Ratter is legitimately scary right now <laughs> i i think it will age well in terms of it'll be one of those things of like well sure that I'm listener gonna have i have a go. whole thing planned for ratter tune in at some point in the future i hope ratter's oh, yeah ratter's that's gonna get a bump you haven't told us about that mm-hmm. and and no i mean that movie is creepy but like as our we it, do, you if you had any brain cells you would know exactly what i'm talking about right now oh, i killed those early on yeah <laughs> We've been talking about it. We've been talking about things, listener. There will be things coming, I promise you, that are outside are we of the general in, programming. Are we programming. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you say what you're about to say, Jack, I have one last thing this movie does wrong. Oh, good. I was gonna, Why, what I was going to say was I was asking where we are. Why in the, in cast the... Christopher Lee as a fucking, like, do you need Christopher Lee in the role he is playing? Did you not see his eyes, Mark? Did yeah. Did you not see the man's that's eyes? all it is. Why do you need Christopher Lee in this movie? Because who else is going to struggle to get through a mesh fence that that much, or like a window, or yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. Like, is it really just that people were that susceptible to marketing back in the day? Did Christopher Lee have a marketable name? Or is... yes, and people are that susceptible to marketing now. Well, my, I, I have guess never that's been my as question. excited as I am for this Tom Hanks movie about Mister Rogers. No, 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 no. Is this a is this a leprechaun type of situation? Where they happened to just cast Jennifer Aniston, and then 15 years later they were like, and Leprechaun with Jennifer Aniston. No, Christopher Lee was a big name when this came out. Okay, so what the fuck? Why would you cast Christopher Lee as a non-speaking role where you can't see his face? The uh, the same sort of shit happened in eons before this, too. Like, the same exact shit would happen with Boris Karloff. And this this is not new. Okay, but even when he was like playing the prince who or not prince, but whatever priest. But, dude, <laughs> he had no lines in this Christopher movie. Christopher Lee was in like 
every single Hammer film. You, you, he's got a busy schedule, Mark. Sometimes the Mummy you gotta... is the star. It doesn't matter if he speaks. The Mummy is the star of this film. That's okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No. I'm Wait, I, he, Mark. He's like fine. Andy Circus. Everybody think. Everybody talks about how Andy Circus deserves an Oscar. That's for actually his that's actually work. a really good point. I think Andy Circus. When I equate Andy Circus to someone, it is to uh, Boris Karloff. Totally. But I think that that's a good point for this particular film with what Christopher Lee did. And also, you can't get him for that long because he's filming filming the Bat at the same time. More to come on Andy Circus in just two weeks' time. Interesting. <laughs> Blow that dude. <laughs> Nitpick there are, station. There are two fucking minutes of opening credits to this movie where nothing's <laughs> happening but a a static hieroglyph. It's just a static picture for two fucking minutes. I feel like there were about three decades where people were just fucking fascinated by Egypt. <laughs> you know, and, are and you, you can not just fascinated by Egypt right now. I don't think people are fascinated by Egypt right now. Are except you for potentially not from fascinated by Egypt right now? Are you not entertained? No, I'm not. I'm not interested by Egypt as an ancient culture right now. I don't know what you wanted him to say. He's just kind of blinking, listener. I don't, he looks very dejected. I don't think he understands how this. Are you obsessed make any with sense? Egypt? No, it's just like Egypt's an interesting culture. Of the cultures that have existed on this planet, Egypt is interesting. I mean, it yes. was the dominant culture from about 10, 12,000 BC to like, yes, I don't know, zero BC. And you're like, yeah, I'm not chill with that. To zero BC. I think it's just zero. Uh, I, it's very difficult to define. Okay. I think it's more like Zed. Zero is neither BC nor AD. So it was just it's so mind blowing. For 12,000 years, it was the dominant culture in the world that we are aware of. Yes. I feel like there's probably some, like, Western world bias built into that opinion. But I yeah, feel like there was, was a point too, where people sure. were discovering tombs, and basically you'd get this type of shit every few months that it dominated the, like, news coverage over the time. For, like, three decades, people were just discovering shit. Probably for, actually, I'm probably way off. A couple hundred years People were just discovering this ancient culture and were fascinated by it. And I think that's kind of expired since the, let's just say, 1970s. Well, look, you also got to remember that the zeitgeist at the time was people were, there was legitimate theories of a, of a curse, right? Because people that had discovered tombs were actually dying and people ascribed it to a curse. That's probably nonsense, but so it was, it was the thing of the era, right? I mean, there's a whole Tintin about it. Because oh god, thank god and... there's a Tintin. Tintin wrote about the Zeitgeist, man. There's... And also blackface a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, exactly. <laughs> My point being, the two-minute intro credits were probably more fascinating to 1960s and 70s viewers than they are to today's viewers. Well, everything was because they were very easy to scare. Yes, they were dummies. <laughs> Those idiots. Dummies. I Those everyone idiots. in the 60s were dummies. Dummies. Uh, any other nitpicks? That was one nitpick. I, dude, I don't need any, like, literally, there are no nitpicks for me in this movie. It's a good or a bad or Are you kidding movie. me? That padded cell is not made, that padded cell is not made with materials that were available Bro. in the 1800s. Hmm. The, the, the fucking stupid diamond hatch 
chain link on the guy's window mass produced like that was not available there and certainly if it was you're going to screw it into the wall at one corner that was just not attached at a corner what's the fucking why did that guy not try to break out of that cell it was so easy Maybe he didn't want to, you know? If we're going to go to this level of nitpick listener, I'm going to go ahead and jump in right here, and I'm going to say that a lot of the people in this movie had a lot of, like, totally unnecessary sweat put on them for some of these scenes. <laughs> Did you think they were misted by, like, the What level of nitpick set? would you not have said that? Because this is fascinating to me. Why would you consider not saying this? Every week, true, I want right? this level of nitpick. Yes. That's, that is... There were so much unnecessary sweat. I want sweat. you to say this level of nitpick it, they every are just, week. They are pouring with sweat for no reason like okay egypt's in the subtropics i guess okay it's hot there don't need people to be sprayed <laughs> in these scenes when you have clearly nonsensical sets that it's a on. fine line though because they should be glistening well you gotta glisten you gotta make glistening. it sexy or you don't get paid hips and nips hips and nips buddy <laughs> maybe it wasn't a nitpick that's why i was scared to say it they're in Egypt, after all. Maybe it follows reality. I don't know. All right. Here's a question. Okay. You guys may or may not know this about me. I'm not a professional historian. Oh, I knew that. I did not know that. Okay, good. See, I yeah, knew that. I'm we learning college things. together. It's fine. <laughs> um, I think in the 1890s, we were fully apprised of the embalming process, and it wasn't a secret lost to time like these guys talk about. Oh no! You like yank the brain out and then you throw some salt on them and they're good. I think we knew about the embalming process. Yeah. It's mostly just seasoning. Is all it is. Yeah, yeah you just season <laughs> the fuck out of them. Look, Minus else you're gonna grill it up real you, good. You yank the organs. <laughs> you out. You throw some curry on them and they're good. Yeah, coriander too. So, important. uh, so I think this is the same scene we're talking about, Jack. Cardamom. Not cardamom. Cardamom sucks. You shouldn't put cardamom on any meat. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> what about a mummy is that a meat is a mummy a meat hold on we have a legitimate question an a to z horror question is a mummy a meat well i mean so futurama weighs in on this and they say that that mummies are basically jerky so yes great a mummy is a meat yeah a mummy's a meat we did it jake wrote down in sharpie is a mummy a meat he underlined it then when you said yes he wrote down a large y and put a box around it <laughs> for the listener it's true <laughs> we're expert note takers so uh fuck you really you really threw me for a fucking loop on that one i feel like i had a note on the same exact scene and now i don't know what it was <laughs> what the hell were we talking about you lost track of your notes did you i did yes Okay. Is a mummy oh, a oh, 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 oh. How did... How, okay, Peter Cushing's character, in the, I think, the same scene you're referencing, he tells his wife that she is the spitting image of Princess Ananka. whatever. Yeah, that one. Whatever Jake just said. Ananka. Ananka. How the fuck does he know what Ananka looked like? The internet? For sure. He's been, <laughs> he's been jacking to that for, like, at least a week. <laughs> like these pencil drawings from ancient tomes. He's like, oh, you look exactly It's the same. because her hair flows <laughs> like the salmon of Capistrana. Oh, like some arugula. Like some sexy arugula. She definitely has some spicy lettuce, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to run through a shitload of these nitpicks because I got a bunch. 
Wow, let's go. Why are the scrolls in English? Even when like the even when Mehmet is praying to the gods, he that's, does that's the first half in Egyptian and then translates it. That's one of my notes. And then translates it into English. Yep. W- what? They that's already the heard you say wrong, it in Egyptian. Frankly. They don't need you to translate it into English. It doesn't make sense. Okay. Cool. Good talk. What? Well, I agree with you. What do you want me to say? I don't know. That should have been a thing it does wrong. Provide witty commentary. That's what I want. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Keep How going, did... Mark. Uh, okay. What? Mm. You're not good at diet driving. You're evidencing this right now. I should probably be more organized. I was considering giving you the lightning round music here. I'm not going to do it. No, we cannot go thunderstruck with the way that you're handling this. This is just embarrassing. So there's a scene in this movie where her hair is up in like a ponytail or like a bun. And then, she, and the mummy is like, "Oh, I don't understand it's a what's happening." Scene. And then she puts her hair down, and he's like, "Oh!" Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh!" It's a classic "she's all that" situation. Yeah, and she looks dick- like a nerdy bookish type until she lets her hair down. Lets and you realize she's hot. Yeah, and mummy gets hard. Yeah, and then it's over. Mark, this is this is basic storytelling stuff. That age old that the mummy can't fucking tell that it's like her his his long lost love until her yeah. hair is down. Did you hear? She's all that. That's exactly what we're talking about this right is now. Ba- storytelling one hundred and one, Mark. This is the Bible. This is some biblical shit. <laughs> this is the Bible. This is Slams twelve fifteen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. That okay. Cool. Uh, this is really more of a nitpick of just the mummy in general. <laughs> Than anything okay. else. But, like, why do mummies have supernatural strength if they're literally just skeletons from 2,000 years ago? How are they the able same, to rip go, things The same off of god walls? of death powers that gave them life. So, I actually feel that this is an area where the Brendan Fraser version does better. Because <laughs> if scarabs are going to have supernatural powers, then mummies will too. Totally. So, at least more of the world has a weird supernatural power. Yeah. Here, it's just a mummy who should be a wreck. But he is a fucking choke artist. In He's a brick shithouse. He's a... Absolutely. He's got one move. He's got one move. He just chokes but he's you. Gonna, he's gonna choke the shit out of he you. Can get, he can also take a bullet like nobody's business. He's gonna squeeze you. He can get shot... Quiet with the fucking beer choice. in the kid. chest or abdomen or wherever he got shot and just keep on coming. He got shot in like 17 places. So wait, if you have to kill a mummy, do you shoot it in the head? Or is is it a zombie? Or Removing you, the head or destroying the brain. Apparently what you have to do is you have to shoot it enough times whilst in a bog. A mummy is oh. pretty much just a zombie. I That was one of my notes, is yeah. a giant fucking pile of gun shells, his only weakness. How did they know? Yeah, <laughs> apparently right. you just have to fucking disintegrate the Ammunition. Thing <laughs> his only weakness was ammunition. <laughs> There's God a movie that recently it. came out that I don't yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah. about that weakness was that I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. Okay, lastly, Fucker. this is what? the quintessential. Well, I no, I have two more things. Is it? Oh, God. first off, this was bought by. This is a very minor thing. This is bought by Universal International, which is okay. a very redundant name. Sure. Universal International, really? That's so. It's no. that, wait, is that the nitpick? Universal International, the fact that, that exists. Yes. I agree. Universal's universe-wide. International is Earth-wide. Well... Exactly. It's very confusing and redundant. There could be nations Mark, outside just, of the Earth. it's just forward thinking. There could... I guarantee there's a nation somewhere... I'm getting into alien theory, you guys. There's a nation somewhere that's not on the Earth. There isn't. Mm. 
There might be. There might be. I mean, insofar as the nation is a word used by Earthlings to describe something. Hitting the mic, but yeah, I'm drunk. I'm hitting the mic. I hit it with my watch. Okay, he's a rich guys. Guys, oh, last nitpick. This I have another nitpick. And the funny thing is, oh my god, go. This isn't even a nitpick. It's a not pick. This is a what it does middle of nitpicks. The last shot is oddly reminiscent of Terminator 2. Did you guys pick up on this? Well, that's nope. weird considering this came way, way... Are you sure? A solid 30 before years Terminator. before. Are you sure uh, 30 sure something years okay. before. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it came before Terminator 2. Bet! <laughs> <laughs> What's the bet, Mark? You want to bet? <laughs> I don't want to bet because that's okay, obviously cool. fucking true. My yeah. point is, the last shot of this movie is the mummy's hand. It's, it's the exact same shot as T2. And Could it, T2 have been a fucking nod to the mummy? Yes. I don't know. That's a not pick. That probably was. Pick. James Cameron's a cinephile. That's a neat pick. It's dude. a not pick. Neat pick? It's a, it's one of those picks. Anyways, let's get it's a good thing. We're gonna it's go to. Ratings. I have one more nitpick. Holy oh, shit. one more, one more, one more. Keep it going. During Keep the going. flashback, when he's trying to, they they say he broke open her sealed everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like a a piece of twine. That he cuts with a knife. That's how you sealed it closed? He with a broke piece open of her, twine? sealed everything. Actually, yeah, he broke I actually open think there's some truth everything. to that. Wasn't that how they sealed it? They sealed it with a piece of twine. Yeah, isn't that true, though? No. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know how they sealed it. Mark, again, too. I'm not a historian. My goodness. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> I figured they just stack some clay. You gotta, like, throw a bunch of cushions on top. You know, make it really hard to get to. Yeah. Like, like you gotta make a fort out of your, out of your couch. I'm cushions. not even listening to your, end of your dumb fucking joke. We're going to ratings. Stop. Hammer time. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about the Joker would be rubbing another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> and for ten, think of how Art Bell would rate how many lines he has open. Nice. All right. Now, open lines. Here it is. We have many, many, many lines. So, if you're ringing, you've got a shot. Now, what I'm looking for tonight is anything. Anything goes. I don't care. If you're a time traveler, by all means, I want you to call in. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake? Yes, sir. Your movie, your story. Not the first time, not the last time this story came out. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to go right down the middle. Like, this is, at this point, 1959, eight, nine? Nine. Nine. Probably still a relatively novel story. No. Look, at this point in time, it had already been made. They made it again. And at this, like, where we are current day watching this as a horror viewer you've seen this a million times Absolutely. i cannot i cannot go high but i do want to give credence to the fact that this movie existed in a time when it was not totally overblown this they movie is based on three it. different mummy movies that came before doesn't matter still a classic i agree with what you're saying i give it a four <laughs> one point different okay it's a, yeah but it's important what is the important what is the point difference just give me the point difference reason. I lost because, my train of thought. Cool. Because there were multiple movies before it. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, I remembered. Half this movie is just a fucking flashback to an irrelevant story that we just didn't need. 
Half this movie is story we didn't need. Hold that thought. Mark? <laughs> I give it a five. I agree with Jake for the same reasons. It's five. Yep. Yep. Yerp. World building and immersion. That's our second category. Jake, what is your world building? Uh, well, I gave it a four, Jack, primarily because half the movie is a flashback <laughs> of a story, which is very, 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 very difficult to keep in touch with. It's so hard not to check your phone when you're watching this movie. I totally agree. I gave it a three. This movie is boring. Yeah. There are not a lot of movies as boring as this movie. I Holy was shocked. Shit. I saw this, like... You talked about it at the top of the episode. I saw this not too many years ago. In college. I liked it. You didn't I have still... a smartphone when you saw it. I did not. I still like the movie. S- rating spoiler, sort of. But it is boring. The movie is slow. It shows its age. There's a lot of flashback. It is boring. Yep. Yep. Mark. I split the difference. I gave it a three and a half. So. Okay. Same reasons. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not an immersive movie. No. No, no it is not. I, I had a note Wait, in here not to I belabor the point. You said you split the difference? I thought you gave it a three. I thought I gave it a three, too. I gave it a four. So you gave it a three and a half, which is oh, split the difference. That's okay. how math Yeah, that math works. checks out. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, one of my one of my notes was just boring. <laughs> yeah, this movie is extremely <laughs> boring. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, Scare Factor. Yeah. It's our third category. Here, Jake, uh, what are you giving for Scare Yeah, I'm giving it a two. It's not a one because... Mummies are not scary. Mark already mentioned this. Agree. Correct. Agree. Agree. Some spookiness with the bog. You're going to introduce that? <laughs> <laughs> Some spookiness. Some spookiness with the bog. <laughs> Fuck. He, he still hasn't... Have you ever given a one to anything? Yeah. Have you, though? Maybe. Maybe? I mean... I've given ones to things. I don't know about Scare Factor ones. Yeah, well. Uh, look, uh, I gave it a one for Scare Factor. Boom. Okay, this there you movie's go. not. It's, fuck, as, it's the least it's literally villain not that's as, ever as existed not scary as possible. Okay, yes, cool. this is the least threatening villain. I don't know. Uh, it's terrible. One, not scary. Mm. Mark. Uh, true to form, I had a one and a half written down. <laughs> Circle in the wagons. Yeah. Because the bog? It's not a one because the scene when bog. the mummy rises Boom. from the bog. Because of the bog. You guys are obsessed with this fucking bog. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Jesus. It's a good set. Effects or judicious lack thereof, Jake. Speaking of sets yes. and mummy designs. Yes. <laughs> and well, Christopher we Lee eyes. We weren't speaking of any of this. And things that look slightly reminiscent of The Wizard of Oz. But None of this quite. is what we've been speaking of. And houses. Still not. All of those things add up. And it's pronounced house-i. House-i. Housen. Thank housen. you. <laughs> the housen. Uh, Say what you gave it. This Jesus. is this is going to be an extraordinarily contentious rating. Oh, God. I gave this a six and a half. What the fuck? I think that the sets... It's not that contentious. I don't know why. I, okay. I just okay. said that based on your reaction. I figured, I figured it would be. The sets are... There's an attention to detail here, which I mentioned what the movie does right, where it comes through in the sets, and it certainly comes through in the mummy as a character overall. There are a few scenes, as you mentioned, Jack, with that particular padded room thing, where it's not quite as good. But I think overall, what they did to create the piece, pretty solid. Sure. Sure. It was not a low production value movie. Definitely by not. Any means. No. And it's all practical because of the time. So, totally. thumbs up. Totally. Yeah. Look, I 
I gave it a six. Uh, not contentious at all, then. That's, Mark, what, that's what I'm saying. Mark I, gave it a three. I, but I have it. I I have interesting reasons why. And you picked up your phone and you threw me off, and now I've forgotten my reasons. I'm I'm very drunk. That's the way a doubleheader goes, listener. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to break this to you guys, but you're both the lowest. I gave it an eight. Yeah, buddy. I'm. I don't hate that. I do not hate it. Uh, this looks this looks really good for a movie yeah. that's sixty yeah. years old. Good bold decision, Mark. I'd like to make those. It, it look. It's yeah. mostly set design. It's there's a lot of costuming that's that's pretty racist. If we're gonna be yes. straightforward, that, that was my point. Yes, they that the, was the oh they, sure that was no yeah. it was yeah. the path they on, pick is not racially racism. sensitive, but they were committed to it. They did a consistent thing. They didn't. Deviate. They were committed to their racism. They were. <laughs> <laughs> they were committed to the racism, and you yeah. know what? I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want I don't want to pontificate anymore on that. Don't do not pontificate. Yeah, yeah. Overall, Jake, I gave it a five and a half. It it this movie ends up being an Andy Dalton line for me. Wow. I, I think that this movie is a really good look back into a classic. I think that it's an interesting difference from some of the other Hammer Horror films, from what I remember. Okay. Which is a, a weird thing to have to do. It's an okay. interesting little piece of gymnastics. But That's an interesting thing you said. It's a good mummy movie. When you think of all the mummy movies, it's a good mummy movie. Mm. It is boring, though. There's one with Brandon it... Frazier that I think is... Brendan I like Fraser. that Brandon guy. <laughs> However, it's boring. If you are not totally initiated, you're probably not going to be all that enthralled in this movie. I cannot give it a higher than average rating. I kind of want to. I just can't. Nothing that's telling me, Nothing is telling me that I can. Look, Five and a half. I gave this movie a six. I want to give it a lot lower. Higher than My me. heart wants to give it a higher. I, th- mm. I can't separate myself from this movie being just a part of my childhood. This is, this is like the nights I'd look forward to the so most you, of my whole life. We talked about this, too, the nostalgia factor. Totally. And I hadn't seen this until college. Yeah. And you saw it as a kid with your dad. Exactly. That makes sense. Like this, yeah, and this yeah. is the whole thing I'd look forward to. It's yeah. like we're going to go yeah, yeah. to That makes a lot of sense movies. to me. There's nothing I want more than that. So this, I, can't, I can't separate myself. So a whole half point higher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, all transitions well into my rating, in which it's is objectively a, four. a lower. Rating. I had never seen any Hammer yeah. movie ever, and this is what I was introed to it as. Not the best Hammer movie, Mark. Not. The, I hope. Not the worst. I Hammer hope movie. that. It's neither. <laughs> I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. This. I mean, we don't need to belabor the point, and we're going to get into it in a second. This is this is a hard movie to watch. It's boring. Very boring. It's a hard movie to review. So I'll just leave it at four. I mean, so that, uh, yeah, I, I think that I appreciate you leaving it at that because you guys are going to have to do your little fucking exercise here. Mark, you gave it the lowest score. We'll start with you because you are the one who was already talking. Why should you not watch this with your buddies and have beers? I think I know what your answer is going to be. Okay, so two-pronged approach. First off, if you know what Hammer Horror is... You know what you're getting into, and it's not particularly something you're probably okay with. You're you're okay with it, but you're not particularly enthusiastic about it. Am I right? Most hor- most Hammer horror movies have the kind of the I same was. shtick. If you right, are okay. not into Hammer horror, then you're getting into your. This is just like 
this is exactly what you're expecting older movies to be where you're being beat over the head with exposition and they're not particularly scary because they try and they try and give you every single plot point via exposition. And as a result, it ends up just being super boring, a little bit of racism, and not particularly scary. <laughs> so, like, why are you watching this? Mm. That's... I'll tell you why. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that transitions nicely to Jack, who's telling us why we should drink this. With... Watch this with buddies and drink some beers. Sometimes drink this with buddies and watch some beers. <laughs> Sometimes you find yourself in a position where you're working a job you don't love a whole bunch and you're struggling through some days and then you just see a movie that takes you back to a simpler time when everything was great and you just wanted to hang out with your dad and love everything and you watch this and it makes you feel like that and you're happy for a brief and flickering moment and uh, and, and you watch it and it's lovely. That was depressing. That's, that's why you should watch it. That was it. so depressing. <laughs> You were tugging on heartstrings that can only exist in so many people. Yeah. And I appreciate it, and I really want to give you the win for that because it had heart, Jack. Mm -hmm. I can't, though. Uh, Mark supplies to more people. I think that this movie is probably going to bore some people. Mark wins. Yeah, it's boring. It's a boring boring movie. movie. (laughs) It's super boring. It just is. I'll be fine. It's fine. You're going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? Should we leave? Are you going to cry? We're going to have to leave. Okay, we're going to have to leave. This has been episode 88 of the A to Z Whorecast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Whore.com. It's just a looped video of me crying. Exactly. Or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's either Facebook or Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. While you're at it, why don't you go ahead and give us a like rating or review. Believe it or not, that actually really does help us get more people listening to the show and reading our reviews. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's going to be right down in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to be changing it right back up and heading on over into the modern era as we check out As Above, So Below. Nailed it. It's going to be a fun one. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, Dick Tuck. Dick Tuck? I don't know what I'm saying. Anymore. I mean, Dick Tuck is, is, is just as good. Yeah, it's like Nip Tuck, but with a dick. You tuck your dick. Wow. Give your dick a tuck. Like, wow. like Buffalo Bill. Like, I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>